0: you ready for a replay? Some of our best from season one and two of Cherry Conversations are going to be available for you now. And so this week I'm with Dr. Brittany Bell. We talk about setting goals, being a light in our community, so many things that Brittany brings as wisdom for us. Let's listen. So Brittany, you are a doctor and you are just, I mean, you decide something, you go after it. So what are all of your degrees in? Because I marvel at the fact you're a doctor. I'm like, I feel like I do a lot in life and I'm not even close to calling myself a doctor. So talk about your different degrees and also how long it took you because you're not very old.
1: (laughs) Well, honestly, I had a a goal to get to. Like by a certain age, I wanted to have something accomplished or at least this accomplished. So, thinking about all my degrees, definitely communication is my first. Um, so I have a bachelor's in communication, a master's in science and education, and then a doctorate in education and its higher education administration. so wow, um, yeah, it's just it's always been a desire for me to to reach to the top. And so, in my field, I wanted to make sure that I had as many opportunities as possible mm-hmm. and And it was once I started, it was like, all right, I'm going to the top and uh, I'm not going to let anything stop me.
0: That's awesome. So is this it for degrees, do you think, or just for now?
1: Yes, it is it for degrees. Um, I'm always open to different professional development opportunities, so I'm always trying to figure out what skills can I develop? How can I grow as a person? How can I grow spiritually? Um, So I'm always seeking new opportunities Mm -hmm. to be better.
0: Including you guys started a business. So that is amazing because you not only started it, like you developed it and now it's functioning where, like we use you, like you're now a company that we're meeting with tonight to do signage. And how did that come about? Was that both you and Chris's idea or just one of you?
1: Well, the interesting thing is, so it's two different businesses. Okay. Um, So the promotional marketing was something that I'd done. I I had started out of my communication background. And so it was just, a passion to help people and just trying to figure out how can I use the artistic ability that I have. And so I started with doing like websites and just helping people in any way I can like promote their business. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it was like we um, had, so the vision was given to Chris to start an apparel line. And it was so funny because in my childhood, I'd always wanted to start an apparel line. And so when he wow. said it, I'm like, well, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> that's awesome. And so with that, we were like, all right, let's let's offer this to other people. Let's help other people with you know promotional marketing and doing shirts and stuff like that. And so that's kind of how it it expanded. It just kept expanding to other services and different services that we offered. That's
0: so great. So what advice would you give to people who say, I have this dream, I have this vision, but I'm just so scared to step out? Yeah what advice would you or do you give people?
1: Well, there's so many paths to take, Mm -hmm. and I would say definitely don't allow one path to be that you're in route, Mm. because sometimes when we go through a route, it's too bumpy, we stop, and we say, oh, well, I'm gonna go back home. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the way I see it, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, It's all about figuring out what path works for you and and just keep going, stay motivated, keep going until Mm. you get to the end because it may take a year, it may take 20 years, Mm. but don't stop. Mm. Um, There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: So as business owners, you both work outside of the home, but you have kids. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance that? Because it's not like you each have one job. You have multiple jobs between the two of you plus kits.
1: Yeah, we're really finding a passion that we enjoy. So we have, we love to travel. Um, We both have different things, so I love art. So I'm always trying to figure out how can I draw or how can I use art in a way to just relax sometimes. Mm. Um, But the balance is hard sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really the structure that helps us stay focused and helping us like figure out what's, you know, like what things do we need to remove what things mm. can we continue to maintain? Um, and, I, and I actually go back to something that I remember you saying. Um, it was, uh, and I'm probably not saying it exactly okay. like you said it, but, <laughs> but it really goes back to what what our mission is. Mm. Um, and so within that mission is trying to figure out, does this align with our mission? And mm. Is it something that really aligns with what we, where we see ourselves? And if wow. it doesn't, we we kind of remove it.
0: That's so good. Well, I think a lot of people, they think they can add or they should add, but they never consider what to remove. Like, honestly, I've not heard a lot of people even talk about like family and balance, about removing. Mm -hmm. Most people want to balance all they have Mm -hmm. and then go for more. And they don't consider, like when you added another degree, there were some things you probably subtracted to be able to focus on getting a degree. And that's really noble, but I think a really important thing for like our listeners and our watchers to, here is, oh, like maybe I should consider what to remove. Yeah. What is unimportant or what is just less important? And I'm sure that that goes through the lens of your family, probably more than anything. Mm -hmm. So what have been some things that you've had to remove? Oh, that's a really good question. (laughs) Yeah, I just put you on the spot. You had no idea (laughs) I was going to ask that. That is a really good
1: question. Um, jobs. Okay. That has been one big thing of trying to figure out which jobs align with. Mm. Um, what I, you know, what our faith is, and what we believe, and the mission, um, or where we see ourselves. Um, unfortunately, social circles, yeah, like, you know, just different things that we realize weren't necessarily going in the same direction. Mm. Um,
0: so, staying and removing friends, maybe. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which a is a lot of people. It's challenging, but a lot of people go, "Oh, I could never."
1: Yeah.
0: But they'll give less time to their family or their goals because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Did you ever really have to hurt someone's feelings or did you just, were you able to pull back a little? Or Mm -hmm. talk about that.
1: Well, I just say the the relationship changed. So it wasn't necessarily removing them out of, like I I still stay in contact with people, Mm -hmm. but just the way we communicate is Mm -hmm. different. So Mm -hmm. I have friends where we'll plan a trip and it might happen two years from now. So I have friends where we're going on a trip in a couple years We'll bring our families together, mm-hmm. but it's a good time like to remember that now we have different friends. We were best friends growing up, but we have we have our families now, mm-hmm. and that that's our focus, and we both understand that. But at the same time, we want to make sure we bridge the connection between our families, mm-hmm. and so that's we cool. just change the way um, we communicate with them or our relationship. Mm.
0: So, so it's not like you had to have a breakup. It was just like, we're not gonna maybe go to dinner every other week right. and spend all our time there. I noticed our kids growing up as they, maybe as we got uh, busier or they got older, we couldn't bring them along to dinners or lunches as often with people they didn't know, but we were bringing them. But we were really in conversation with the adults across the table. And there was a point we realized, we need to have these around the table at. Texas Roadhouse or whatever, but it needs to be with our two kids. Mm-hmm. And we need to subtract the people that we're, we usually would go to dinner with because we're going to talk adult and then they're going to be, they feel like the tag alongs. Mm-hmm. And we went, this is a time even at seven and nine years old, they're not the tag along anymore. We want to engage in conversation with them. And they are more important than any, any couple, friend, any friend that, I knew from high school my kids are more important, so I love that you said that. Removing things uh, and evaluating—like you guys have probably had to reevaluate your life and your your uh, rhythm a lot, because with you've got three degrees, uh, that's that's time that you reevaluate. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I think a lot of people they just could like sit down as a family and put all the cards on the table and say, "Okay, what do we take out?" Like yeah. it's a very good idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm curious to know what yes. motivates you.
0: What motivates me in everything? In everything. Oh. Uh, I. It's not like I think this is it. Like, um, sometimes I live my life. Like, I'm motivated by, like, do as much and experience as much. It's not like I think this is it, that life is it. And I better get it all in because I die and I, you know, it's over. Uh, Because I think some people think that that's what motivates you to go get it all in because when this is over, it's over. There's no afterlife. I totally believe this is actually just the warm-up and the rehearsal and this is like, this is going to be just a speck in comparison to all of eternity. But I just think there's so much good to experience in the world and I think that there's so many good people. Some of them covered by all kinds of trauma and wounds and issues that they don't even know they're good, but they are. I I love humanity, I love people. And I just, I wouldn't even say, oh, I love to travel. I would say I love to experience, and some of that involves traveling. But I think I'm just motivated by, gosh, if heaven's gonna be so incredible, um, I feel like there's little glimpses of good here, so I wanna experience it all. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird because you would think it'd be like, you know, maybe people are more motivated when they think they've got one shot. You know, I feel like what I love about when I think about eternity is that we're not just cherubs jumping around on clouds. <laughs> Little big angel babies like that, because that's what I thought as a kid, like, oh, we're going to live in the clouds. We're going to use the clouds like a trampoline. It's just going to be, you know, we're in heaven. And I think what's the coolest thing is, is that it's actually going to be, we live on earth. It's a new earth though. So it's a perfect earth with no weeds or drought or sin or evil. But like, I go, I will physically like, will have mansions? So I'll have a house with an island. Like So like the tactile realizing I'm not just this vapor, I'm actually going to live life even better makes me really excited about living this life, as, as strange as that sounds. Yeah. That sounds
1: strange. It's <laughs> good. So you're also an entrepreneur. I'm curious enough if you have any other ideas or things that are brewing that you're thinking about starting.
0: Yeah, there's always things that are brewing for sure. Uh, we've put in a couple offers on a couple different businesses. I would love to see us be in every sector of our area meaning the retail market, the restaurant market, the coffee market, you know, we've hit some of that. Um, I'd love to be in the grocery, we put an offer in on that, in the hotel, boutique hotel. And the reason is because uh, the Bible talks about being a light on a hill. But in some ways I go, I don't think that Jesus said that so that we'd go find a hill, go do our thing and let everybody else around us, you know, do their thing. I think he was saying that we'll just shine that bright, that it's so visible. And I picture that we would spot the 920, which includes Appleton and all the way down to almost Milwaukee and Green Bay, of course. Uh, So I'd love to see that we spot the area, the 920, with lights, with, uh, we're in this sector, so it brings up the water table, the spiritual and the customer service water table, of what is needed, what is required. I think Chick-fil-A, we were just there because it came to Appleton, and we were just there the other, last night. And uh, I love that when you ask for something, they say, my pleasure, or you say, thank you, and they say, my pleasure. And I thought that should up all the other customer service, like uh, Panda Express across the street, Popeyes down the road, McDonald's, like it really should up their game, even if they're a franchise. And for sure, local businesses, you have to, you know, you're a local business owner. You have to give that next level of customer service, of promptness, of price. And so I'd love to be a part of every landscape of the 920 to lift the water table, but here's what what it is. It's not even just customer service. It's customer service that is like, whoa, that is kind. That makes people ask and wonder, like, why is this such a different environment? And people are so joyful and kind. Well, because there's a reason. And so there's this like, oh, you wanted to know where we got that? Okay, well, there's Jesus. Without having to be like picketing or shouting scripture at people, they get curious because we're doing something that, you, that humanity doesn't do on their own. That only this Jesus thing will make you do better. So that motivates me to honestly do all of those things I listed and then anything else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, I guess as I think about, um, you've mentioned a lot about the 920, do you see yourself expanding outside of the Mm 920?
0: Yes, uh, the reason we really start with the 920, and we try to always keep our focus Mm -hmm. 920, we say and beyond because it's just happening. It's great with the internet, with social media. We can be beyond as, you know, the same time we're live in the 920. Uh, I do see us outside the 920, but the reason we always come back to the 920 is because, you know, the Bible talks about being faithful with the little things. And I don't think the 920 is little, but I think it's what's in our hands. It's where we live. And, the, and Jesus said to the disciples, go to uh, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends of the earth. And now we've been in Jerusalem, and I get it. Like, that's their town. That was the disciples 920. That was their dirt. And then Judea was a bigger, broader section that'd be, I mean, it's still probably only the size of the state of Wisconsin, but their country, and then beyond, and it was in that order on purpose. And so it's, and to me, it reflects a home, it reflects family, that if I'm not focused on my home first, then I don't need to go look at what's Milwaukee have to offer and what does Ireland have to, like, if I'm not getting it right in my house, then I shouldn't even be looking outside of my house to go and expand. And so I think it's a command that is for our own benefit. So yes, do we want to go beyond? Yes, I think that it's already happening and uh, it actually makes us dig our heels in even more and go, well, then we should see our city look different in five, 10, 20 years, because our primary focus is this dirt. And I love it. And I mean, Sean and I are both, Midwest, he's Detroit, Windsor, Ontario, and I'm South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, lived in a whole little corner of those mm-hmm. states. And we love the Midwest. We love, we're kind of like right in the middle of both. And we love this dirt, we love these people. And I think that if you don't love where you live and the people where you're at, you can't maybe be used outside of where you're at. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our, our theory and our goal, yeah. yeah.
1: I love that. Thanks. And I love the connection you make to like just loving the people in the Midwest. Because mm-hmm. I'm from the Midwest. So yes, am from Wisconsin. Uh-huh. So that, that, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. There I was thinking a couple of years ago, because I had met some people who are like, oh my gosh, I hate Green Bay or I hate Wisconsin or I can't wait to get out of here. And I mean we had come from California. And I had noticed that when we talked about coming from San Diego when we first got here. Uh, we would say it on Sundays, like, it must have been a God thing that we'd leave San Diego to come here. And I noticed that never clicked or connected with people. It's almost like looking down your nose at here, because you're like, can you believe I came here from there? And the shift in our heart happened, and then we didn't even say things like that. And. I think that God trusted us with the people here because He knew we truly loved here. And now when I hear people that they just can't wait to get out of here, uh, it did make me think a few years ago, I thought, oh, I'd love to have a t-shirt that said, love where you live or leave. (laughs) Like, if you don't, and you do t-shirts, so maybe you should write, you should do this. You can quote me, Sunny. Love where you live or leave. Like, if you walk around complaining, well, one, I think you should pray for God. Like, I'm here, and if I'm supposed to be here, give me a love for here. But if you walk around saying you hate the people, you hate the city, you hate the snow, you hate, then just leave. Like, life is too short, truly. I already talked about that. To just hate where you are and kind of spread that on people. Because if you've probably noticed in the last few years, there's more and more Loyalty and excitement about the state of Wisconsin with the outline of the shirts mm-hmm. and and you see people more excited to be from here And that brings this like warm feeling. So why not go with that rather than the opposite?
1: What advice would you give to people who are transitioning here that that can't Feel like they that this isn't home yet, mm-hmm. but they're trying to make this home. Like, mm-hmm. What advice would you give to them to help them uh-huh. make this home?
0: I think we see whatever we're looking for, so I think some people, they might have some bad experiences when they first move anywhere, and so then they start looking for the reasons that even they're not fitting in, the reasons they're not breaking in. I've heard that. It's hard to break in in Green Bay. I, that was That's probably true, but I would say it's pretty hard to break in anywhere. A lot would say it's because people have their family, and that's true, if you have three generations living here than on your weekends or for Packers games, you're with your family or your high school buddy. Cause, But that's no different in Texas. People don't leave Texas a lot. So they probably already have their crew. So then you move there and it's hard to break in. But if you're looking for that, you might get stung right when you move somewhere. I think that's just normal. We've lived everywhere. So I don't think it's a Wisconsin problem. I think it's an anywhere problem. But if I'm looking for that person to reject me and that person to not invite me, if I'm looking for it, I'm gonna find it. But if I can shift it and go, I love it. I love it here and I am gonna make great friends and God's gonna bring me people. And maybe right now I get to just move in with my boxes and I get to be with my family and we're gonna go find, we're gonna to go to a new supper club because Wisconsin, I don't really love supper clubs but it's the thing to do. <laughs> we're gonna go find a new restaurant and a new supper club every week or every month as a family and the focus then is looking at look at all this family time or this time with my spouse I think I think we'll shift and we'll start to love it and it'll it'll not be because we had a bunch of friends that hung out with us all the time it's because it shipped in our head So you guys come to life church you and your family and uh, what would you say and this is good for me to learn too what would you say? Uh, made Life Church feel like home. And like in a perfect world, what does church look like that you would invite your friends to wholeheartedly without feeling like, oh, I hope it's a good time to invite them?
1: Well, definitely when you have been blessed with children, mm-hmm. um, it's one thing that you have to think about their growth as well. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it was important for our children to have a ministry as well that they could relate to. And um, we were definitely looking for a place that our our children felt like they were growing, mm-hmm. um, but also that they came home and actually said something about the church, you yeah. know, like their ministry. Um, so when we initially started to attend Life church, it was nice to be able to actually hear our kids come home and talk about the service. Um, that was huge for us mm-hmm. and we, had, we really didn't know that it was big until it happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, so. I mean, like we both, the way we both grew up, there were children's ministries, but it was just never to the extent of actually taking the children out of our service right. and having them in another service. It was always everyone in the same, you know, area where we're, we're going to just listen to the sermon, and that's just kind of how it was. So to have that experience, it's something we never want to live without again.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Um, but if I had to think about what would I do to, if, if I had friends and stuff to recommend to a church, it would definitely be a place that's welcoming, mm-hmm. a place where you walk in, you feel the warmth. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you walk in, people are saying hello, people are, um, you know, friendly, mm-hmm. not afraid to say hi. I mean, like come up to you and actually talk. Mm-hmm. Um, also a place that has a place where we all can connect to. So somewhere where we can all feel like we um, have a place where we can connect to if we're serving or if we're just coming and get the word mm-hmm. um, and I do feel like I get that from church from my church so um, that's been a blessing there because you know we've we've been in Green Bay for quite some time mm-hmm. um, and it was challenging you know to be able to find a place to, to fit mm-hmm. um, and then also a place I mean with me being uh a, a black woman, it was it was important for me to have people that look like me mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um, for our family. And so that was important mm-hmm.
0: too. That's so good. Uh, I think it's important that you talked about the kids. They went to their own kids' church, but they came and told you about it. That's a little more rewarding than even they're sitting next to you and you're trying to keep them quiet. And then you're hoping they got anything out of it when it's adults that it's for, it's meant for adults to listen to this. So I love that you pointed out for them. They it's gonna go deeper when it's like, hey, I went somewhere, mom and dad, and they said what you've been saying, but now I actually believe it. It's like that backup mm-hmm. to that. That's really great. Mm-hmm. And I do think we have a lot of people that come to Life Church that get serious about church when they have kids. Mm-hmm. Even Baby Dedication Sunday is a lot of times people's first time because they're frantic that their baby is covered. That maybe their baby will go to heaven if the baby were to, you know, not make it. and But then they go, oh, maybe I do need this too. And then they stay. And then they realize, oh, my kids could learn about Jesus. There's this theory out there that, that maybe, um, well, I've heard this a lot. And this would be outside the church for sure. That my kids just need to believe whatever they want to believe. I want them to make their own decisions. They're going to make their own decisions. That's just... Reality. We don't have to help them make their own decisions. They will make their own decisions. But I'm like, why would I want them to go the long round? Why would I want them to go the long way to get to the thing we know fills the void, which is Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so I love that parents, even when they've not been raised in the church or they've been hurt by a church, can say, for my kids, like you said, for my kids, I needed them to be in a place that they could grow. And Jesus is the answer. Mm-hmm. And uh So that's why kids, we make a big deal about kids. Like we're going to the Fox Valley, we're going to have a a life church in Appleton and where you work and or down the street. And I love that we get to immediately make a big deal about kids from six weeks to fifth grade. It's not the same as sitting in mass or sitting in service and getting hit in the back of the head or your leg pushed down when you're making a, you know, the kids are moving their leg and they're asking questions. It is not the same uh-huh. as when they hear about Jesus at their level. So I love that you brought that out.
1: And they, and they spread that to their friends, too. When they mm-hmm. learn something, they'll tell their friends about it, and their friends will want to go to church. Oh. So that, that's been another way, you know, to be able to invite people is through children. Gosh.
0: <laughs> well, and they don't have those inhibitions, right? Like we can go, oh, I don't want to like step on somebody's toes or have that awkward conversation, invite people to church. And kids just do it. And really, if we just did it, half the time people are like, I've been looking for a church or I've been wondering about that, but I just we when we first moved to Green Bay, we had people say, Now is Life Church for only your parishioners or is that open to everybody? And I'm like, What are you saying? So in fact we would have to say, You're invited on our invite cards Man. like we're not just telling you life church exists, we're saying you're invited and mm-hmm. no you don't have to be a parishioner. So there's been a lot of things that have put up walls around mm-hmm. Jesus when it's just a come as you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you say that you felt comfortable like you were seeing people mm-hmm. that look like you and now you're the people seeing <laughs> people are seen when they walk in the doors and they go, "Oh yeah, I see people mm-hmm. that look like me." That's important. It is important, super important. And in Green Bay, mm-hmm. we aren't a super diverse mm-hmm. or Appleton. We're not a super diverse city. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to say, hello, mm-hmm. we just don't all look the same. Yep. So I'm glad you and Chris have been like involved in lots of areas in the church. And I think that you've helped spread the message and the opportunity to so many people that we would have not been as um, like visually relevant to. So thank you guys for being a part of our life and and our church. thank you too. Yeah, it's been fun.
1: (laughs) Thanks for listening to this
0: episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to sunnyhennessy.com If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.